I'm a veterinarian, sure, but I'm way more than that. I'm also a tango dancer, a struggling but determined pie maker, and a mom. With IndieVets, I get to choose when and where I work. I create my own schedule and choose shifts at nearby animal hospitals that are right for me. Having that flexibility is exactly what I need to have plenty of time for all those other things that I am. Because I'm more than just a vet. Visit IndieVets.com to learn more and apply. It is 2.20 on July 31st. Today I'm once again at Crane Creek Canyon Regional Park. This is Riding Walks, and I'm your guide, Alexi Talander. Today we're going to be talking about a couple topics, like usual. Always starting off with handling multiple projects at the same time. And then I'll be talking a little bit about research, and then finishing up the episode with a recommendation. I think for a lot of writers, you don't set out to work on multiple projects at the same time. It's kind of something that just happens to you over time where you're working on something and then you have another thing you add on, maybe another thing you add on, and then all of a sudden you realize you're juggling multiple things at the same time, as well as possible real life stuff, whether it's family, a day job, various other projects, extracurricular activities, sports, stuff like that. And you get to a point where you look at everything that's going on in your life and you think, how can I keep doing all this? Am I going to have to cut stuff out? Am I going to have to not do some of these projects that I enjoy doing anymore because there's just not enough time in the day? And that is a thing that you may have to do sometimes. You do only have so much time and you can't always do everything. The key to working through it all, i found, is prioritizing. Make that list of all the different things you're working on and doing. And include stuff like family time, meals, day job, all the other parts of it. And then prioritize them. If you want to, you know, do a list, one through five or whatever, with number one being the thing you enjoy doing most, the thing you most want to do. And don't think about what it means for your writing and things like that. Just think your immediate feeling of what's the thing you want to do most, the second thing you want to do most, and so on down the list. And you can even do it with percentages if you want to. I would rather spend so much percentage of the time on this, so much percentage of the time on that. Obviously, if you're day job is what's helping put food on the table and pay the bills. You kind of have to give that a higher priority. 
but it may be, as I said, you have to cut certain things or do them less, do them on weekends or something like that to make everything fit in. When it comes to my creative projects over the last few years, I've ended up adding a number of newer projects, uh, not just with my writing with novels and short stories, but also with um, Ostium podcast, obviously, and then adding new podcasts and more podcasts to the growing network. And with that also comes the editing side of it and all the various PR bits and marketing bits putting together a podcast network. So I have a number of different things that I'm juggling around that I want to always be working on, whether it's the show or one of the other shows, Ostium, Circe, um, even planning for writing walks like this, um, and working on my novel. And what I've found, a couple of things that work well for me, and may not work well for everyone else, but work well for me for getting these projects done how I want them is one I start each year with a writing goals list of listing each project and what I'd want to get achieved in the year in that, on that particular project. So if it's a book, it'll be a number of chapters. If it's a podcast, it'll be writing and producing and possibly releasing a season or writing a season or outlining a season. Um, and then I'll do that for each project and kind of shoot those as my goals for the year. The other thing that I found really works for me is I know how much writing time I have in the week. Uh, I do my writing, as I think I mentioned before, at night. Um, after the kid has gone to bed, after we done my dinner and chilled out for a bit, I have like a hour to two hour block of writing slash creative time. Sometimes I have it on my days off too, but for my regular schedule and work schedule, that's when I get my writing done. So I know I have this much time each night to work on writing stuff. And the way I do it is I use Google Calendar or I will just set my own kind of schedule, much like a college class schedule or a school, high school schedule, um, and dedicate either one project a week. This week I'll be working on the novel. Next week I'll work on Ostium. The week after that I'll work on Circe. The week after that I'll come back to the novel again. And I'll give one week for each project. That's one way I do it. The other way is um, I'll break up the days. I pretty much always give myself at least Sunday off, but through the rest of the week I can assign specific projects to specific days. So it might be two days for Ostium, two days for another podcast project, and then maybe two days for the novel, or one day for the novel and one day for catching up on admin stuff. Juggling around like that. So this is what really works for me with these weekly schedules or a week for one project, a week for another project. What I've also found works well for me during the year is not being completely set in stone for these. Um, this might entail changing it then from oh, one week, one project, one week, another project, to switching it then to a daily project, and then the following day a different project, things like that, being versatile with it and switching things around. 
obviously when you have multiple projects the priority one has to be one with any sort of deadline and that has to come first again you can still be working on those other projects but you've got to give that main one that has that deadline more time and know that you can get it done in the time you've given it for some of these things uh, with my projects where if i have something that i need to know i want to hit that a certain deadline that's coming up quick then i will just be okay and drop the other projects for a while you know they'll still be there when i get back to them i'll drop them and get this project done that i want to get finished and hit that deadline if i hit it earlier great then i can come back to those other projects but when there's a deadline involved the priority has to be on that project and i really feel the key has been for me of being versatile with it being open with it that if i don't if it doesn't work for me i'm willing to change it if if things change in my life, if events happen, my schedule changes, I'm always willing to readapt and adapt to new things and change my creative schedule around. Like when we had the start of COVID and my creativity just dropped down to nothing. It took me a while to realize that and then just accept that I wasn't gonna get anything done for a while. And now I'm back to normal schedule and getting lots of stuff done and feeling immensely creative again. And I feel that's really, I could apply that to all of my writing stuff, that being open to change and accept when things aren't working to change them or try something different and not be heartbroken or beating yourself up when it's not working and feel that you're not getting anywhere. You tried something and maybe it didn't work and that's okay, so you'll try it a different way and then it'll work that way got to be open to it so I really feel that works well for me with multiple projects I'm not sure how some authors do it when they're working on a number of books at the same time obviously it's a little different when you have all day to be working on creative endeavors but again you only have so much creative energy to work on creative endeavors um, but again I think key is having a schedule that works for you that you can stick to and keep at it and then the more you keep at it the easier it's going to get like exercise or whatever <laughs> that the more you do it the better you'll get at it and the more normal and automatic it will seem research researching writing can be or is an awesome thing but it can also be a dangerous thing sitting on a rock and I've got a couple of lizards watching me. Research is super fun because it usually comes at the beginning of a project, especially if it's a novel where you kind of know what you want to talk about and what the subject's going to be and you just have a lot of fun digging up the research, going great into detail, keeping all these notes, reading all these different books, talking with people possibly and accumulating all this info that you're going to use in your book, or not all of it, but you'll use an amount of it. It can be dangerous because you can find yourself constantly researching and you're not getting any writing done. You're having so much fun researching that the book hasn't even been started yet and is just sitting there and before you know it, months have passed, six months have passed, maybe years. So this is the pitfall 
of research. Much like when you're outlining getting stuff ready for a book, it's immensely exciting, and you're encouraged, but eventually you have to do the hard work and write the project, write the book, write the story to get it started. That's the hard work part, and it can be very easy to keep distracting yourself by saying you need more research, or you just want to check this other thing. Well, you need to make sure those few other things work out, so you need to do a little more research over there. And you find yourself not actually writing the project. The same can also be said for when you are doing the writing in a project, and you get to certain spots, and you realize you need to research something. This is also dangerous. I found if I just need to look up one little detail or something, I can quickly Google that or wiki it or whatever and get that detail and then switch back over and go back to the writing. That's usually not a problem for me. What can be dangerous is if you come down a, fall down a little research hole and suddenly get lost in trying to research something and learning more and more stuff about it that leads on to other stuff and then all of a sudden you realize, wait, I haven't done any writing. Or you got started with writing and then you've left it and it's been hours. The easiest thing to do with that is when you're not sure on a detail, just write a note in there for yourself. Put it in parentheses, put it in a different color, bold it, whatever works for you. And write a note to yourself. For me, later, need to research this part here for this specific thing. Make up something. I thought it was a green car I was referring to. Parentheses note. Need to research this to make sure it's actually a green car. That's all you need to do. But that way you won't throw yourself off your rhythm. You won't stop yourself from doing the writing. You'll keep going and get finished with what you want to get done. And then when you get to the editing stages or second or multiple draft stages, then you can go back and research and fill in that spot. You won't throw off your momentum for the project you're working on and possibly jeopardize the writing because of that. So have fun with research. I'd suggest if you're in a research phase of a project leading onto the writing, set yourself a deadline. Give yourself a week, a month, whatever it needs to be, but stick to that deadline. And then when you hit that, you're done with research. If you need to do more, do it later but start doing the writing. Otherwise, you'll find yourself putting the writing off constantly. My recommendation for this episode is an audiobook slash podcast I just finished up, which is The Sandman. It's an adaptation of the Sandman graphic novel series written by Neil Gaiman. This was, uh, I believe, adapted by Dirk Maggs. Um, the, it's a 10-hour audiobook through Audible. And it has a whole cast, big cast of people. Um, if you're at all familiar with the... If you're all familiar with the um, graphic novel series, you might know some of the characters. Um, the main character of Dream is voiced by James McAvoy. Um, Death is voiced by Kat Dennings Andy Serkis shows up Even Michael Sheen and Tara Negerton So it's a big cast in there um, And it's a story of the endless And dream and death And the world of dreams And it actually takes It's a 10 hour audiobook I think I mentioned And it covers the first three Books of the Sandman Universe I believe there's 10 that are done and it does a really good job of it. I didn't go back and read the 
books before I started the audiobook because I wanted to kind of go in vaguely remembering it but not remembering it that well. It's a well-produced, high-budget podcast. It's great sound effects, great sound atmosphere. The music's fun. Uh, my one critique would be, at times, the music can get a little too much, a little too, like, Hollywoodized and overbearing a bit. Uh, but otherwise, it was a really enjoyable collection of stories from the Sandman universe. I really enjoyed the actors and how they portrayed it. Neil Gaiman actually does the voice of the narrator, and since a lot of since it's a visual medium that's being converted into an audio audio medium you have uh, Gaiman actually describing a lot of the scenes which is fun because Gaiman does a good job of reading the the part as the narrator because he's done a number of audiobooks for his own books so he knows how to read and how to kind of act so it's kind of fun to have him fill this role and do a good job of kind of painting the picture for you as the voice actors tell the story so again, that's The Sandman. Um, it's available on Audible. Uh, I think if you sign up for free, I'm trying to think if I still have my my coupon code might still be valid. If you go to um, audible.com and use the promo code Ostium, I believe. Uh, if not, double check the show notes here and I'll double check to make sure that's still valid. Um, and you can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook with it. So you can just sign up through there and get the Sandman book for free. And then once you're done with it, if you don't want any more uh, with Audible, you can just unsubscribe. So again, it's Audible and it's the Sandman. Hey, Fly. All right. I think that about wraps up this episode. If you'd like to help support this show and my other shows, you can go to patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast and help me out there at whatever level you'd like, and you get various goodies for it, including access to all the photos from this episode and it being an ad-free episode, too. All our shows on Patreon are available ad-free. We also have postcards and bonus episodes, miniseries, a whole bunch of goodies on there. So again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thank you once again for joining me, and I'll see you on the next episode. Happy walking. Carbon capture and storage can remove more than 90% of CO2 emissions from industry and power generation. This technology is one of the ways ExxonMobil is advancing climate solutions. Learn more at ExxonMobil.com. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet 10 bucks on an MLB. MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Oh, 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 oh.
This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.